Welcome to Kids First Coming Attractions. Before you go out and spend money on that new movie, make sure to listen to the entire show right here on the Voice America Kids channel. We'll take you behind the scenes and preview new movies and DVD releases. Now, here are your hosts for Kids First Coming Attractions. Thank you and welcome to the program Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network. I'm your only host for tonight. And today we'll be talking about the movie Blended, a, bu- a Bucket of Blessings, a Million Dollar Arm. And right now I'm talking with Richard Schweizer for the new show coming up, Space Racers. How are you doing, Richard? Doing great, thank you. Fantastic. Now, we'll first start out by saying that this show received a Kids First Best Award as a script five years ago. How did that influence you to um, get to make the production? Well, you know, it was really um, an amazing experience for us to be part of Kids First. We are so thankful that they selected us as a script back then. And, you know, it was it was really an important event for us. We spent a lot of time on our script, probably about a year writing it. And um, what, going to the event and going to the film festival there in Santa Fe, um, it, it gave us some confidence that we were onto something. Um, it gave us a lot of information because we met with a lot of other producers and animators and people in children's um, film production and TV production. And I think it really gave us a vision and a plan. I mean, it was after that event that we knew what we needed to do to take the project to the next step. And we're glad Kids First was able to kind of help you find a good push to get the production going. And I I love the show. I checked it out, and it's really nice. I do enjoy it very much. Awesome. Great. Thanks a lot. And... Since you're the creator and producer of the show, what influenced you? Well, not influenced. What inspired you to um, get the idea of this show? Yeah, so I mean, I'm I'm an entrepreneur at heart, and um, I'm always trying to come up with new business ideas or new ideas for programs. And I've 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 written some scripts before that didn't really go anywhere. And quite frankly, for for this project, I was inspired by my kids. Um, I have two oh. boys; uh, they are now ten and eight. Um, but back uh, six years ago. Um, when they were four and two and three and five, um, I saw what they liked. They liked vehicle shows. And it was a trip, a family trip that we took to the um, Air and Space Museum in Washington, D.C., the Smithsonian Air and Space Museum. Wow. And, yeah, seeing my kids play around with rocket ships and spaceships, I said to myself, my gosh, what if we did a show where the characters were spaceships and it could be educational as well? And that really was the sort of you know, the first inspiration that, that I had for, for this uh, project. Which goes to show you that kids are a powerful influence on many things you know, in life, pretty much, which is great. Yeah. It's, they can, we can definitely help out as much as, whether we know it or not. So what was your reaction to the final product of this show? Did it accomplish everything you wanted it to? Yeah, I mean, the first thing is that, I mean, and as I'm sure, you know, some of us are aware, um, creating a show like this and doing a project like this is a long endeavor. I mean, animation takes a long time from the writing to the designs to everything. But, you know, truly every step of the way, I think we knew we were onto something. And yes, we were absolutely thrilled um, with with how it came out. Um, the animation, we're really thankful for our director, Mark Risley. Um, he's a, a truly terrific director. He's based in Los Angeles, and he's worked on, on some major projects before. And we knew the animation looked gorgeous. Um, but then Maryland Public Television helped us put together there's live action um, uh, segments that are in between our animated episodes on the public television show. And they helped us interview astronauts from NASA 
and they <laughs> really put together a fantastic half-hour show for us, and we're, we're, we're really thrilled. Agreed, and the final product is stupendous. And speaking of NASA, how did that come about? How did you get to um, be involved with NASA? Sure. I mean, you know, once we knew that we were doing um, a show about spaceships um, and that the uh, curricular area was space, you know, NASA was clearly our first choice to work with. Yes. We knew we we knew we needed an educational partner. So quite frankly, we spent a couple months, you know, trying to figure out who the right person was and had a couple phone calls with some folks. And eventually we were introduced to the right team at the education and public outreach office there. And yeah. they said they loved what we were doing. And we started working with them. And, you know, they, they have been incredibly helpful and influential from day one. Um, they actually helped move our curriculum away from just about space to more on science with space yes. as a secondary area, which is phenomenal. Um, and they've read every script we ever written. They read outlines before we read, re had the scripts. Um, <laughs> and now they're helping us out with all the outreach. We are now doing events at NASA visitor centers and space centers across the country. And they've also gotten in, us in touch with science museums who are now taking our content, our educational plans, um, our videos, and using them in museums and science centers across the country, um, wow. which is really, I mean, we couldn't have hoped for better partnerships. All started really through our uh, relationship with NASA. And to be honest, when you partner up with NASA, I, that makes this film really stand out because when I saw it, I, I love seeing the education value when we when we're up in the space shuttle and we see earth from space it is absolutely gorgeous and i'm so happy that you're able to really collaborate with them it's um it's really nice to hear that yeah no thanks a lot i mean they also gave us um video footage that we've used in some of the episodes so some of our background shots are of real you know nasa photographs of space um they gave yes. us space sounds that we could use and we've actually taken some of the space sounds and they've they formed part of our sound effects so they've just been terrific. They, they actually admitted that this was the first time they've ever worked on a sort of a preschool, a younger children <laughs> educational project like this. And, yes. um, and it's been, and look, the, the whole idea is you want to try to influence kids early um, to learn more about science and, and space. And, and so they're thrilled and we're thrilled and we're really just getting started. But it's been, it's been great so far. You're listening to Voice America Kids Network. I'm Kiefer Blakesley. And today we are talking about the film's Blended, Million Dollar Arm, and talking about the book, A Bucket of Blessings, and I'm interviewing Richard Schreiner on Space Racers. Now, Richard was telling me about how NASA's been a huge influence and um, helpful partner in this, the making of this wonderful show. Now, speaking of influencing kids, what, is, what else do you want kids to gain from this show? Yeah, that's a great question. I mean, you know, clearly the whole idea for this project is that we want to inspire kids to at an early age to want to learn more about science and space. I mean, clearly we want to entertain them, but um, you know, through the TV show, through our website, spaceracers.org, which just went live and is meant to support the show with other educational materials and fun games. The whole idea is to try to get kids to want to learn more about science and space through our show, and then also for them to see that they can go to their local science museum and they can learn about these things as well. And so that's why part of our show actually shows kids in science museums learning about the things that they had just learned about in the animated episodes. And the younger you teach these kids this, the more they get more excited to learn. That's what's great to teach kids, just to want to have fun learning. And that's why I feel that the show does have a fun time doing, and I really like the show. So speaking of the age group, what, do you, what is the age group that this film, this film, television show is intended for? Yeah, so officially the age group is three to six. I'm sure there's two-year-olds out there and seven-year-olds out there that will like it too. 
But you know, the core the core audience is probably for the four, five, six age group. Um, it's it was written for that. Uh, we used um, national science standards that mapped to sort of a kindergarten and first grade level. Um, and you know, when you start talking about like you know, we're animated vehicles or animated spaceships or the characters themselves. Um, you know, it, it really, that's the kind of audience that really hones in on this, on this type of content. You know, that said, we tried not to be too cute about it. Um, <laughs> we wanted there to be something for adults too. And, you know, hopefully an adult's going to watch the show and also have a good time. Um, but really, you know, it's the, it's the four five, three, four, five, six year olds that are going to really, uh, be drawn to space racers. And 13 year olds. <clears throat> <laughs> hey, we will take 13 year old fans too. There's no question about it. Um, it's not what we wrote for. Um, but, you know, but look, you know, as, at the same time, you know, um, you know, we're just trying to create entertaining episodes. So, you know, it, this could influence all kinds of people in different ways. So, you know, um, you know, it's meant for, you know, people of all ages, but, you know, obviously, you know, we're specifically focused on those, you know, four, five and six year olds. And how can someone see this show if it's not playing in the location now? Yeah. So, I mean, we just launched this month. So um, May is our first month on public television across the country. So we're, we're, we're in a lot of major markets now and we'll be in a lot of major, more major markets in the next couple of weeks. Um, Los Angeles, Chicago, Dallas, Baltimore, Washington, Houston, Detroit, Seattle, Miami, Denver, Orlando, Pittsburgh, Charlotte, Salt Lake City, West Palm Beach, Alabama, all of these places, Arkansas are now airing Space Racers. Um, more more major markets are going to be coming on board soon. Um, and, you know, you can go to spaceracers.org. Um, we have a where to watch button there. It tells you where to watch the show and what channel it's on in your network. And if it's not on in your network, we encourage you to contact your local public television station and, and put the show on. It doesn't cost anything for these stations to put the show on. It's just a matter of them hearing from viewers in their area that say, hey, wow, I heard about this great show. And can you put it on and, and finding a schedule spot for it? So we're really just getting started in that process. Wow. So be sure to check it out. And when it's all said and done, with all the process, with all the marketing, with all the hard work done, what do you feel like is the most satisfying point in this whole process of making this show? No, that's really a, a great question, Kiefer. Um, I think that um, clearly it's very satisfying having been able to just execute and put a product together that we feel very good about. Um, but, you know, also I think we've been very fortunate to have a really super team uh, throughout this process from the folks at NASA, um, the folks at Maryland Public Television that helped us distribute the show across the U.S., um, the people at WNET New York who are helping us with our educational materials, our head writer, Alan Newworth, our director, Mark Risley. Um, these people have really day-to-day -day made it a lot of fun and made it interesting to work on this project. So, you know, there's, it's a lot of work and you're spending a lot of hours on it. I think but when you're working with, with good partners and good people, you know, it makes it that much more satisfying and fun, quite frankly. Agreed. Well, thank you very much, Richard, for telling me about space races. It's always a pleasure to talk to someone who really does understand educational and, well, entertaining shows. Well, thank you very much, Kiefer. We, uh, we really appreciate it, and we uh, look forward to, uh, to some next steps with the project. Agreed. Just to remind everybody, you can also check out spaceracers.org, and there's even a new app coming out for space races, so please check it out. Let's take a break. I'm your, I'm your host, Kiefer Blakesley, and you're listening to Voice America Kids. Thank you. 
Just because you're a kid doesn't mean you don't have an important voice to be heard. You are our future, and you need a forum to be heard. Tune in to American Pulse on the Voice America Kids channel. We'll talk to the student leaders of America and find out what they're doing to make a difference today. You'll be inspired to start working now for a brighter future later. American Pulse is heard live every Monday afternoon at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Kids channel. It's time to lead by example. Follow the Voice America Talk Radio Network on Twitter. We're at Voice America TRN. You'll get the latest fix on what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and general happenings that you should know about at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Now you don't have to miss anything when you're away from your home or office. Just go to twitter.com forward slash Voice America TRN or follow along with us at Voice America TRN, the Voice America Talk Radio Network. We're on the cutting edge of social media. Can you keep up? Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. Have you heard your 15 minutes of fame? How about four times that every single week? It's the fame game. Listen as Maddie Rose, who is up and coming in the world of fame, brings you fame from all walks of life. You'll hear from doctors, teachers, mentors, life heroes, as well as those in the fields of acting, movies, music, and more. Who knows? You might be the next one Maddie Rose talks to on the air. Listen for the fame game every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. What do you want to do? Are you interested in the performing arts? If so, make sure you tune in to the Angel and Harmony Show. Angel and Harmony have experience singing, acting, and performing in general and want to help you live out your dreams of the future. Whether you are interested in acting, modeling, dancing, or singing, this is the show for you. We'll even give you the scoop on being behind the scenes if you're a little shy. The Angel and Harmony Show is heard live every Thursday at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. tuned in to kids first coming attractions on the voice america kids channel Shh, turn off your phone another movie review is coming up hey welcome back to kids first coming attractions i'm your co-host peter blakesley and i'm your co-host brianna hopiton and today we have another fun show for you today We'll be t- we already talked about Poppy Cat Happy Birthday and other adventures. And we'll also be talking about the films Jodorowsky's Dune, Rancho Obi-Wan, and Mom's Side Out, and Million Dollar Arm. Right now, I'm talking with my good friend Jerry on Jodorowsky's Dune. How are you? Are you having a great spring break? Well, not spring break, but having a good spring, Jerry. I'm having a very good spring, almost to be summer. Almost to be summer, and that's always going to be great with the temperatures down here. So yes, it is. So, can you tell us a little bit about this amazing documentary? Well, pretty much Zorowski's Doom, it's pretty much about a very, very, very famous French director who uh, was very famous. He made some pretty amazing zing films, and he wanted to make a film based off what he thought was the basis of sci-fi, the most famous sci-fi, pretty much the god of sci-fi, a book called Doom. 
and you pre pretty much join him on this journey and he talks about it in this documentary and sadly all ended up to fail at the film but it came out with a bigger meaning than he expected wow so i i looked up a lot of research about this film and it fascinates me and i'd love to check it out so jerry you want to be a director one day so was there any like tips or insights you found in this film you know what i definitely saw is that during directing you you can kind of mess up a lot of projects and they will completely disappear just like that in a snap of a finger which is exactly what happened with this and he was positive about it he was completely calm he was smiling and he was very calm and he was okay that the project failed he said something like i'm sorry if i didn't quote this correctly but some some things you work with but some things you have to just let go wow and that's a good director right there and, and always to find that it, it's not failure i just found a reason not how to not make a film but there was always going to be another reason for it hope i don't know if that made sense but okay uh so do you feel like this film showed the actual struggle or maybe even success that Jodorowsky's was trying to make this film? You know, it definitely did because it really put you into his spot talking about how you how he went through all this trouble, uh screamed at a lot of people, traveled all over US and rest of the world just to get this cast and you join him on this journey and it's just like wow, he must be really upset when he's not. And it was really it was just an inspirational story. And how inspirational would it say? Like, would you say it's like you want to go out and actually maybe study his techniques and maybe go and make a film like this? What what I pretty much mean by inspirational pretty much means that he worked so hard and he was happy with his work. And even if it nothing ever happens, because even though he never published a film, he made a book with all the costumes that was going to come in there, all the camera shots. And he was proud enough to have that book. It was pretty much the film and book version. Wow. And do you feel like this film could still be made? Or do you think it even should be made? You know, they tried to make it. They actually did make it. They talk about this if you watch the documentary. But they did try to make Dunes. And sadly, it kind of failed. And I don't think that, honestly, somebody should remake Dunes. Because it's one of those books that should it's so great it's just such a great book for sci-fi fans that it should not be made into a documentary or a film with the chance of being ruined wow so some things just must be left unheard of or made yes so what did you find that was most fascinating about what Jodorowsky was going to put in this film what it was most fascinating was really the cast cuz all cast he picked very very carefully. It wasn't just like, oh, this guy's famous, let's get him in here. And it was also the 1970s. So if you read Dune, you know that 1970s animation, special animations, no, that's not going to happen. <laughs> and also another thing, he, the shots he wanted was practically impossible. So it was kind of difficult and I thought it was just 
so interesting that he worked so hard looking for all these specific people that he found from movies that he thought was so good and so great and he talked to them and he got them on board. Well, we must have a silver tongue because he got Orson Welles to be in this film. So that takes a lot of guts right there. It does. You're listening to Voice America Kids Network. I'm your co-host, Kiva Blakesley. And I'm your co-host, Brianna Hopiton. And today we're talking about the films Poppycat, Happy Birthday, and Other Adventures. We're also talking about the films Rancho Obi-Wan, Mom's Night Out, and Million Dollar Arm. Right here, I'm talking with Jerry on Jodorowsky's Doom. Now, we were talking about how this film really shouldn't be made because we don't want, because the book itself is already amazing enough that we don't want it to be ruined. And how he found the actors that he got to be fascinating. So, what do you, what other people did was in this documentary besides Jodorowsky? You know, some, there were, there was a bit of the cast that was, uh, still alive sadly some did pass away but um some of them were still around and they could talk about the film and their experiences with Jodorowsky and I thought that was pretty cool that it wasn't just Jodorowsky which would kind of be boring but Mm. it was the rest of the cast so you can see like a side put like not just from Jodorowsky but from someone else and they and they also had voice recordings of sadly some of the people that passed away by then, by the time the documentary was made, which was pretty cool and smart as well. Hmm. And what would you say, like, the, your favorite person you heard about his, his or her experience with Jodorowsky? Um, I honestly have to say I really didn't have a favorite huh. because there are just so many of them. And if I had to choose one of them, I would honestly just to Jodorowsky but <laughs> they were all pretty good and you could you would see them a couple times in the movie and then it'll move on to the next person which was pretty cool yeah now what do you say the age range for this film would be you know there really isn't that much about it since really all they did they didn't they couldn't show any of the film because it was never made yeah. but uh, what they did is pretty much they, like, animated the writings of what it was going to look like so you could see. But there is a couple of clips that was a bit, well, more adult-like, especially when they were looking at Jodorowsky's previous previous films were definitely adult films. So wow. I give an age rating of 10 to 11 to 18, I would say. 10 to 11 18. Good. So what do you think? Who... Does this film target to just people want to be in film or just a general audience? You know, I would definitely say that the this film targets to sci-fi fans, honestly, because this yeah. was supposed to be the most spectacular, the most surprising, the <laughs> most complete, out of the mind, super sci-fi, sci-fi film. And it was never made. And I think it will really interest people that love movies, sci-fi fans, book fans. I think it'll just really interest everybody. Yeah. The film that was never made. This sounds so fascinating. I got to really check this film out because I want to see how Jodorowsky works. And is there anything that you would change or would you just leave it as it is? 
you know, I would leave it as it is. The camera shots were very interesting. In documentaries, you know, they're very straight and just get the points on form, right? Yes. On this one, it was completely different. Pretty mm. much, it made it view as if you were a person looking at whoever is talking. So if you're looking at Jodorowsky and Jodorowsky's picking up his cat, the camera kind of like looked down at the cat and then looked down back at Jodorowsky. And it was just so cool because it made it feel like you were right there, not watching a film. Huh. So it felt more natural. It did, and it was more comforting and homey. Hmm. Well, speaking about Jodorowsky, does this film just talk about his professional life, or does it talk about his personal? It doesn't talk really much of his personal life. It's more okay. about Dunes. Honestly, you don't hear much about his um his personal life, if any, because it's more about dudes and nobody really was interested about Jodorowsky's personal life. And I don't really think Jodorowsky want to talk about it because this film is about dudes and about the project that was never made. Well, on that note, I have to say, say thank you, Jay, for talking about Jodorowsky's Dune. It's always a pleasure. Thank you so much for letting me talk to you about this inspirational film. I have to check it out. And if you want to, um, it's in theaters on March 28th, so now, so please check it out. Let's take a break. I'm your co-host, Keith And I'm your co-host, Brianna hope And you're listening to Voice of the We don't care how you got here. We're just glad you showed up. You're listening to Voice America Kids. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live Internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between. Discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. Kids these days are so connected to the media that they can't help but be surrounded by news and politics. Today's kids get more information than kids of past generations, and because of that, they have more informed opinions. Kids today may not be able to vote yet, but they can certainly influence voters and issues with their voices. Tune in every week for America Today and talk about the issues and influence the decision makers. America Today airs every Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network wherever you go. In addition to listening live, you can check out information about your favorite talk show hosts, discover new talk show personalities, add shows to your list of favorites, and listen to all our show archives on demand. All from your iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market, and get ready to tune in. The Voice America mobile app, powered by Aircast. Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. Have you heard your 15 minutes of fame? How about four times that every single week? It's the fame game. Listen as Maddie Rose, who is up and coming in the world of fame, brings you fame from all walks of life. You'll hear from doctors, teachers, mentors, life heroes, as well as those in the fields of acting, movies, music, and more. Who knows? You might be the next one Maddie Rose talks to on the air. 
Listen for The Fame Game every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. You are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn off your phone. Another movie review is coming up. And I'm your co-host, Keepa Blakesley. And you're listening to Voice America Kids. And today, we have just finished speaking to Jerry about Jodorowsky's Dune. We are discussing Rancho Obi-Wan. We are reviewing the films Mom's Night Out and Million Dollar Arm. So right now, we are speaking with Jerry about Rancho Obi-Wan. Thank you for joining us today. How are you, Jerry? I'm doing very good. How about you? I'm doing amazing, Zing. (laughs) So can you please tell us about Rancho Obi-Wan? Well, Rancho Obi-Wan, it's pretty much a, well, it's pretty much a place located a bit more north of San Francisco, and it's this, it's the world's biggest Star Wars collection, and the place used to be a big egg ranch, so they converted it into a gigantic museum where the owner, Steven Sansweet, collects uh, Star Wars memorabilia and puts them on display for everybody to see. He has now over 300,000 items. Wow. See, I I love Star Wars and Star Trek, but I think I'm a little bit more on the Star Trek. Don't tell anyone, (laughs) even though we're on the radio show, but it's it's a secret. (laughs) What interesting things did they have there? Because this seems very, very interesting. Some of the uh, coolest things they have there, if you don't know, um, pretty much you know lightsabers, they yes. pretty much had uh, the actual props, and then they had practice lightsabers. Mm-hmm. So uh, he had Darth Vader's practice lightsaber. I think it's Darth Vader's. And it was pretty cool. You can hold it, take a picture with it. And he also, the Millennium Falcon, since they actually did build a Millennium Falcon, he had parts of the Millennium Falcon. And it was pretty cool seeing the parts of the actual spaceship and it was just really fantastic. Also, that he had some pretty funny Japanese toys as well. Wow. I, I love when they make a film or, or a classic or not even a film, just a TV show or, or anything really connected to that. And then as the years pass, they collect all the things from like the set and the film. And it's like later, later on in the years you come back to it and it's like, wow, this is in the museum and I have this and that's over there. And it's like, it's all spread apart, but it's still all from the same thing. So I think that's what really intrigues me about this. Was there anything that was really interactive there? You know, they, I'm not going to spoil anything. I am not going to spoil anything (laughs) because you guys have to see this, but there was some pretty interactive stuff and you, there is some pretty amazing Zing stuff mm-hmm. that I'm not going to spoil, but everybody should see if they know one thing about Star Wars. Yes, yes, yes. I will bring everyone I know that loves Star Wars, and we will take a trip there, and we will meet you, and we will go to this, okay? That's a deal. Okay, you should yes. go through that. Yes. <laughs> How about the movie props from Star Wars film? You say you saw the lightsabers. So that's one of the things. Did you see any other things? 
I saw a couple of other things. I, if you know anything about Star Wars, uh, the door that Luke uses to his little Tatooine to the little Tatooine bar, it's also there. And there's a couple of other ones, like for example, the Millennium Falcon. There's mm-hmm. some models, and there's some original books they used. So there's a lot of well, yeah. co- there's a lot of things they use from the movies. It's like a, it's like for. Star Wars fans, it's like a candy store for a child. Ha, brooch. That is actually a very good example. See, thank you. Thank you. You got it. You got it. <laughs> are you a fan of Star Wars? Because I have to ask this. Like, if you, if you are a fan, how big of a fan are you? I'm a pretty big fan. I have, like, five or six posters hung in my room. Uh, I loved Star Wars. I don't have that much memorabilia. I sure don't have 300,000, but... Mm-hmm. Um, I I have a couple, I have some Star Wars memorabilia, and I cannot wait until the new Star Wars films comes out in 2015, which I am very excited for. Yes, I, my science teacher is like a huge fan of Star Wars, so I will definitely tell him about this, and he'll probably be like, class dismissed because I'm going to California. (laughs) I'll see him here. Yes, you escort him to that. (laughs) You're listening to the Voice America Kids Network. I'm your co-host, Brianna hope And I'm your co-host, Keepa Blakesley. And you're listening to Voice America Kids. And today, we are discussing Renko Obi-Wan. And we are reviewing the films, Mom's Night Out and A Million Dollar Arm. So right now, let's continue speaking with Jerry about Rancho Obi-Wan. And we were just talking about how much my science teacher loves Star Wars. <laughs> were you able to get any... Memorabilia while you were there. See, memorabilia is a hard word. <laughs> you know, it is. Luckily, none of his stuff is for sale, which I'm kind of glad because people can mess that stuff up and sell and sell them. And it's just horrible what some people do to Star yeah. Wars stuff. But uh, he does not sell anything. He did have a small gift shop, and um, and I did not get anything. Sadly, <clears throat> I had to go. I had to go for a reason, but. Uh, he does have some uh, gift shop for, you know, the start for Rancho Obi-Wan hats and all of that. And he did give away since it was May the 4th. He did have little, like, uh, gift bags, which had some Star Wars stuff in it. Oh, did you get a gift bag? I did get a gift bag. See? Yay, you came home with something. Hooray! <laughs> I had the memories. The, the memories is the only thing that really counts. Yeah, the memories is what counts, bro. So tell us about your favorite part because I know you have one. My favorite part, let's see. My favorite part is run one right when you walk into one of uh, the three main rooms. He kind of organized it in three main rooms, mm-hmm. and the first right when you walk in to the first main room, first there's a gigantic Darth Vader, and then uh, if you go kind of to the side, there. The band that was in the Tatooine bar that played always is kind of like a signature thing for Star Wars. Uh-huh. The he actually has like this robotic setup, so they actually start playing. Oh, that's cool. And I thought that was really funny. So you can just like jiggle to it and just have jiggle. some fun. <laughs> yes, I'm gonna start is... using that word, jiggle. Jiggle, jiggle. <laughs> So, okay, I know this is not a film, but if it was a film, how would you rate your experience out of five stars? Five out of five stars. And I already know why, but tell us why. 
I would rate it five out of five stars because they have good customer service. They have a really fun exhibit, and it's just a really fun time. And at the end, uh, it's really fun. They do have some fun activities, and it's just a really, really good museum. It's like a boy's dream of a museum. Oh. See, if I went to a museum, I went to a museum in Philadelphia, and it's called the Please Touch Museum, and I made paper, and I see that feeling that I have there, I'm connecting with you. So we both went to a museum. I just want to say that. <laughs> Did you learn anything new? Because Star Wars, I feel like Star Wars is such a big thing in our in our society, in, in this century. So did you learn anything new or were you like a pro of Star Wars? I, um, I'm definitely not a pro of Star Wars, but he did not release anything that new that I didn't already know. I've actually been there before. So when he invited us for made of Fourth, we're like, yes, we're going. We love yes. this once. We're going to love it again. <laughs> so, but he does talk about a lot of Star Wars well, not mainly about the movies, but just the memorabilia and their history and where they're from and a bit of a comedy with them. So it's really good. And you learn more about the items than the movies. Oh, that's cool. So since Rancho Obi-Wan is kind of like, as you said before, a museum, and it's not really, it's not really like, like a place where everyone can go because I heard that you you were one of the 20 people invited there for the event so I'm very happy for you. What is there anything for like little kids because I feel like in every museum I go to there's like this place for little kids like restless little kids <laughs> that you always have to put there for them. So is there anything for like little children to be happy with? You know, I don't think that there's a place with little children and if there are little children you better make sure they're good cuz there's some pretty expensive well yeah. items there and honestly i think little children would just be looking at the items more than trying to run around because if they're star wars fans i don't think they really care that they want to run around yeah i feel like if you if you end up there you want to be there like i want to go here but and then i don't think that you would go if you didn't want to because star wars is such a big thing so I feel like a lot of people would really want to go to this museum. Yeah. And very, very quick, since you said that little kids, like, they didn't have a, like, specific area, do you think that, like, what do you think the age range would be? Because Star Wars, I mean, some people don't like Star Wars, so what do you think the age range would be for this? You know, I would give an age rating of, well, probably 7 to 18, because anybody younger will probably not really understand it or get how important it is mm -hmm. because they're like, oh, it's just a museum. What's so big about yeah. it? And what's big about it is that, one, it's a gigantic Star Wars collection. It was actually named the biggest Star Wars collection in the world by Guinness World Records, so it's pretty big. Wow, that's, that's humongous. <laughs> yeah, it's well, pretty big. Yes. Well, Jerry, thank you so much for talking with us today and telling us all about Rancho Obi-Wan. Thank you so much for letting me talk to you. It was a lot of fun. It's always a pleasure. It sounds like a great place, so please check it out, this place, if you can, because it really sounds cool. Let's take a break. I'm your co-host, Brianna Hope Beaton. 
And I'm your co-host, Keeper Blakesley. From Kids First Coming Attractions, and you're listening to Voice America If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live Internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between. Discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. You're a responsible person, and you're trying to do everything you can to save the planet. But are you doing enough? We've got the right person to help you keep on thinking green. Mario Jr. is the host of Alive and Green. The show is all about green tips, staying environmentally friendly, and having fun while doing something great for our Mother Earth. You'll want to check out the show Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. If we all do our part now, it'll only mean a brighter and better future for us later. Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. Do you think that you can't change the political system in our country? Well, one host is doing that and started at age 13. Join Connor Brantley for Hello, the Future is Calling. Our show takes an inside look at what's going on in national, state, and local government from a new and very unique perspective. Connor holds our elected officials accountable and will bring you an unbiased look at what's really going on. Listen for Hello, the Future is Calling every Friday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Kids. Help make a difference. Have you heard your 15 minutes of fame? How about four times that every single week? It's the fame game. Listen as Maddie Rose, who is up and coming in the world of fame, brings you fame from all walks of life. You'll hear from doctors, teachers, mentors, life heroes, as well as those in the fields of acting, movies, music, and more. Who knows? You might be the next one Maddie Rose talks to on the air. Listen for the fame game every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. You are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn off your phone. Another movie review is coming up. Hey, welcome back to Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm Keeper Blakesley, and today you're listening to Voice America Kids Network, and we're talking about the film's blended million-dollar arm and the book, A Bucket of Blessings, and interviewing Richard Schweiger for the show Space Racers. And now I'm talking with Samantha on Million Dollar Arm. How are you doing, Samantha? I'm doing good. How are you? Fantastic. So tell us a little bit about this uh, Based Off a True Story movie. Well, this movie is all about... Um, a guy named J.B. Bernstein, um, that he owns a sports company, and he's a sports agent, excuse me, and one day he goes to India to look for two boys to turn into, um, pro baseball players, but the only problem is the boys that he picked have never even picked up a baseball or know what the sport is. Wow. And I, I check this film out. I love it. And this is, again, based off a true story. Of, and I find it a very enjoyable film. So what would you say about the acting in this film? How do you like it? 
Well, I thought the acting was like, like awesome. Um, since it was a true story, I felt like each of the actors were the ones that actually were in that story, and it was almost like a documentary. I yeah. felt like because, um, even though they were actors, they kind of put themselves in the other people's shoes, and I think that that was very great. And yeah, I like that. Totally agree. They look exactly well to me like the people they have to play, especially when they put photos at the end of the movie. They totally become the characters. Yeah. And how do you like the cinematography in this film? Like how they show India and the most foreign country of them all, LA. Well, I thought that was it was beautiful. Like, um, I thought it was very um, they show like places like the Taj Mahal. It was also very educational. Like they showed around India and how, um, like the how beautiful it is and how hot it is and um, how people are so much different from like the way we're living. How they all live like in big groups and they're very spiritual. Spiritual. Mm. It makes me feel like I was in India. It makes me feel like I want to go over there and yeah. Cool. Well, I think India is a beautiful place, and I, I like how they show the busy cities and how everyone's honking at each other because, well, Indians like to honk. That's what they said. And <laughs> it's, it's, it was, well, there's funny moments in this film, but since there's a lot of kind of natural comedy in this film, would you call it a comedy or would you call it uh, something else? Well, I thought that, yeah, it was kind of a mix between everything because they had some comedy in there, but, like, they were also serious at some points. But even when even when they were serious, they also put a little comedy in there, so it would make you feel sad, but then they would, like, cheer you up with little laughs. And that's what I liked about the movie, too. Good. Now, do you have to be a baseball fan to watch this film? No, um, not at all. I think, I thought that, the movie also taught you a little bit about baseball and it wasn't and and it wasn't really based all on baseball it was also about like friendship and um and getting to getting people getting to experience new thing and how to work together so i think i thought it was about a bunch of different things mixed together not just about baseball hmm. and you were talking about friendship and being together would you say that's the moral of the story um, yes, I also, I thought that was the moral of the story, along with, um, put friends and family before you put anything else, like, before you, before money or before your business, I think you should put friends and family first. I thought that was another moral of the story. Totally agree. I, this film does have a good relationship between the characters. And speaking of which... Would you say the interaction between all the characters is good? Yeah, I thought it was pretty good. Um, I also liked I liked how they when they were when they were talking how they also had like the translator in the movie. <laughs> um, yeah, I thought that was very cool how they were like talking through the translator, but it was also um, it also along the way the two the two boys from India since they didn't know in English how they learn English along the way and pretty soon at the end in the movie they started um talking with each other and um JB Bernstein he started along the way like getting to know what they were saying without even them saying it to them hmm. like their feelings their facial expressions um yeah totally agree 
You're listening to Voice America Kids Network. I'm your I'm Kiefer Blakesley, and today we're talking a, we're talking about the films Blended, Million Dollar Arm, and the book A Bucket of Blessings, and also our special guest Richard Schweiger on the new show Space Racers. Now I was just talking to Samantha on how um, Blended has great characters. They pretty much look identical. It's almost like a documentary, and it's just a great film. Now, what would you say your favorite character is in this film, Samantha? My favorite character in the film was um, the translator. I think his name was um, Amit. Amit. Yeah, Amit. I thought he was very funny, and I liked how he um, I like how he kind of progressed along the movie. How at the beginning he wanted to be like a baseball a baseball coach, and at the end he. Um, he was afraid to, he was like all in his notes and he was all about the books and playing by the rules. And at the end, he finally broke out and gave the boys the, that last little pep talk that they needed. And I thought that was really, like that part almost made me cry because it was very touching and how they were like moving together. And um, it brought the whole movie together. Two minds think alike, both... Ahmed is my favorite character, and my favorite scene has to be the the inspirational um, pep talk he gives him. So I love Ahmed. I, I like how like his, his little um, fi- little fireball, firecracker. That's what I mean. He's always so positive. And he's always so happy and ready to work, and just how excited and enthusiastic he is. Yes, I also like that about him too. He was very like, "Yes, JB, sir." <laughs> I really like that. It was funny. It's almost becoming a trend. Yes, JB, sir. Yes, JB, sir. That's... <laughs> so what would you say your favorite scene is, since I told you mine? Um, my favorite scene was when JB was Skyping with um, Brenda, and they were talking about, like, the Taj Mahal, and I felt like that was the moment where they kind of clicked together. Uh-huh. And after that part, I was like, oh, yeah, they're going to... They're gonna get married. <laughs> I totally agree. I feel like the little romance between Brenda and JB are, is absolutely adorable. How yeah. they're Skype, skyping through each, skyping to each other. Oh, do you also, I also like the scene where um, the two, where Rinku and Denise see that JB just w- came out of um, Brenda's house, and they're, they're, they're acting like little kids, saying like, "So what happened?" It, that's hilarious. Yeah, I started cracking up at that part. <laughs> So, what would you say the age range for this film is? I'll say the age range. The age range is about, um, I'd say from eleven to maybe fourteen. And why is that? Or, um, because the movie was also about like baseball and that kind of stuff that um kids will like, like eleven year olds. But um, I also thought that it had some a little bit mature things in it. So. But it's not too mature for anybody older, anybody younger than, anybody older than 11. Good. And I seem to enjoy this film, and I, I'm glad you did. How many stars would you give this film? Um, I actually give this film five out of five stars. Um, I thought it was a fantastic movie. I love the cinematography in India. I love the actors. Um, the music was amazing. And tell us a little bit more about the music. What would you think about it? Um, I l- love the music because 
um it had different mix of music like there was sad music there was like um jumpy music there was music there was music when like when they to describe the character's feelings like when someone was feeling happy they would play like one of those like jumpy jumpy songs with a bunch of instruments and <laughs> um when someone was sad like when JB yelled at the boys um yeah. they play like this really like sad song and I feel like the the music affected your feelings too like while watching the movie instead of when you're watching like a sad part, normally you wouldn't cry, but yes. I felt like the movies would make you, the music would like kind of make you feel, make you feel happy or sad. And it yeah. wasn't just a scene. I felt like the music just like brought the whole thing together. Agreed. Well, thank you so much, Samantha, for talking to me about Million Dollar Arms. Always a pleasure talking to you. You too, Kiefer. Thank you. You have been listening to Voice to Kids First Coming Attractions. Our, our show, we have a special guest, Richard Schweiger, for the Space Races. To watch our video reviews for the latest film DVD releases to the, and to also learn how you, too, can become a Kids First film critic, go to www.kidsfirst.org. Also, check out Richard Schweiger's website for Space Races at space, spaceracers.org. Also, check us out on Huffington Post. Well, I'm your I'm your host, Kiva Blakesley, and you've been listening to Voice America Kids. Thank you again for tuning in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Now you know more about which movies are playing and can make an informed decision. Tune in again next week. these days are so connected to the media that they can't help but be surrounded by news and politics. Today's kids get more information than kids of past generations, and because of that, they have more informed opinions. Kids today may not be able to vote yet, but they can certainly influence voters and issues with their voices. Tune in every week for America Today and talk about the issues and influence the decision makers. America Today airs every Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. What do you want to do? Are you interested in the performing arts? If so, make sure you tune in to the Angel and Harmony Show. Angel and Harmony have experience singing, acting, and performing in general and want to help you live out your dreams of the future. Whether you are interested in acting, modeling, dancing, or singing, this is the show for you. We'll even give you the scoop on being behind the scenes if you're a little shy. The Angel and Harmony Show is heard live every Thursday at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. What's cooking? Join Kid Chef Eliana for Cool Kids Cook. Eliana is one of the youngest published cookbook authors and will show you that there are all kinds of goodness in food beyond the chicken nuggets and fries. On our show, we'll discover cuisine from around the world, learn some great cooking techniques, speak with some of the world's top chefs, and share recipes. Kid Chef Eliana is here for you on Cool Kids Cook every Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Kids channel. Bon appetit! We don't care how you got here. We're just glad you showed up. You're listening to Voice America Kids. To become a Kids First Film Critic, enter one of our local campaigns running throughout the year or join our national campaign this fall. 
We are looking for kids ages 7 to 16 who love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to see movies before anyone else does. All you need to do to enter is submit a written and videotaped review of one of our selected films and then reach out to your friends and family to vote for you. This summer, join us at one of our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps in three cities, New York, Washington, D.C., and Martha's Vineyard, where you can learn how to critique films and practice your on-camera and acting skills. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? Just visit kidsfirst.org for more information. Hurry, our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps are filling up fast. Join our team of youth reporters and help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose to go see. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. <laughs> 